0: Hello, welcome to Sinner's Podcast, and today we're going to talk about shitty customer service. So basically, I recently had a really, I mean like yesterday, had a really bad customer service experience. Um, in, a, in an electronics store, I just wanted to buy one unlocked phone, and um, that was it. I was planning to just get it and leave, and it took an hour to get the phone, and the person who was supposed to be getting it helped like five people before he got the phone, and I don't know why. I still don't know why. He wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't say anything to me the whole time. It was really, really, really uncomfortable. Um, and I think I'm I'm actually kind of happy that I'm a little bit slow, <laughs> and, like, I'm the kind of person who's uh, kind of slow to realize that somebody's insulting me. Like, I'm definitely somebody who the next day I'm like, oh, I should have said this, or, like, oh, that person was actually making fun of me, and I didn't realize it. That happens to me a lot, because I just don't, I just think I don't really care enough to notice when people are, when people are really, like, Really trying to mess with me I just don't really notice it I just kind of I guess kind of like growing up in New York City my mentality just going different places and I I like to a lot of times the places I would go as a kid and as a young adult no one else wanted to go to them like I would have one friend invite me to an event where none of my other friends would want to go so it would be like me going by myself that happened a lot and that's like I'm totally cool with that but it just made me more of like if you're by yourself You can't just automatically assume the worst of people because you're by yourself. So if if you get in a bad situation, you're going to have to fight, like, whoever's there. And you're not going to have any backup or anyone to help you. Because people in New York don't help. That's, like, a fact. So um, I guess that's where I adapted this kind of mentality of, like, okay, like, you can... I'm probably not even going to notice when you're like trying to mess with me until you actually physically get close to me or like, you know, something which that's serious. That's something where anyone should be more alert and, and feel more like something potentially dangerous is going on if somebody's physically close to you. Other than that, I, I don't even notice anything like it just doesn't matter to me. So, um but yeah, I just didn't understand why this person was acting like that. I wasn't rude. I didn't. The only thing I could think of is I I initially asked one employee and they told me that they had to get an employee from that section. So that employee asked him to get the phone. That's the only thing I could think of where maybe, like maybe he felt like I I don't know. But even then I like I didn't do anything. I was just waiting for the phone. Like that's happened to me a lot of times before in the store where it's like one employee will get another one, and they never were that rude. They never took took that long before. I've had employees that had to go in the stock room to get stuff, and they never took that long, and this phone was not in the stock room, it was right on, you could see where the phones were, it was directly under the display in the case, Um so I had to wait an hour to get it for, just because the guy just didn't like me, and, um or whatever, I don't know, and I started thinking, do I know him, <laughs> do, like, do I have problems with him, like, do I know him from somewhere, does he know people I know, like, still, maybe he knows someone I know, that was the only thing I could think of, because it was just so far like he was just really you could tell that he really didn't wanna help me. And I the only other thing I could think of besides like maybe he knows someone I know and that person doesn't like me. The only other thing I could think of is um I had a like a it's like a rosary it's like a rosary, um it's like a dang. all right, we gotta take a break all right, now maybe that, so it's like a rosary um necklace kind of thing um it's like got red beads, and it's uh it's got a cross like you know it's like you could see it from far away, it's kind of big and it's noticeable like that it's something religious and um that's the only thing i could think of of maybe that's why he didn't want to help me because that's the only thing that i had that was like anything identifying or you know because for example a lot of times if especially in a place like new york if you have on like a trump shirt or a trump hat people won't help you i totally get that like i mean actually i still don't think it's right but i understand it more i understand that i didn't have on trump Trump supporter stuff. I didn't have like a racist shirt on. I had on a a blank shirt and jeans and like I don't know. And I just had this cross on, like this rosary cross on. So I don't, that's the only thing I had that was kind of like something identifying, I guess, or like that kind of said something about my personality. And so for example, if somebody was wearing a hijab um, or maybe like a turban or something, maybe people would treat them differently because they don't like Muslim people. So I'm saying, I think maybe because I had the cross, that could have been why he was treating me differently because there's nothing else that was... It's either that or he knew me. So I guess that's why I'm telling this story on here. It's, I mean, I don't know 100%. I'm not assuming. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not that. I don't, I'm not crazy. I'm not somebody who thinks... Who thinks like... I kind of feel like people who are always assuming that somebody's insulting them are very self-centered and just kind of like the world doesn't revolve around you. And I definitely know that. So I don't really I I really kind of am leaning towards that. He probably knew someone I knew. Maybe he knew what, like an ex of mine or something or, or a, an ex friend of mine, like female friend of mine. Because I've had my share of falling out with, with girls, so that it could have been he was friends with one of them, but I really I didn't recognize him, I don't recognize his name, so it was just strange. But I guess that's uh, kind of a long winded explanation. But I was when by the time I left, I was angry because, um, when I went to check out, I had to check out with someone else, and mind you, this is after an hour of waiting for one phone, and um, um it was the wrong phone, <laughs> like, he didn't get the right phone, it was a different model of the phone, so, um, and this phone was for somebody else, so it wasn't, like, if I would have brought the wrong phone, it would have caused, like, an argument, so it was, I, at that point, I was, I was mad, I kind of, like, I read, not a lot, but I was, like, how do I have to wait an hour for this phone, it's the wrong phone, that's all I said, and, like, nobody said anything to me, or whatever, the only thing was, at one point, when I was waiting, I went to go look for headphones, and um, these other people, other workers, people that work there, like, you know, tried to help me and stuff, and I asked them if they get commissioned, um, because I'm gonna buy a phone, and the other guy's being rude, so I don't want him to get commissioned, like, I said that, like, because I'm not trying to cause a scene with the guy, but it's not fair, you know, if somebody like this, like, the people in the headphone section were being nice, I felt like, they should get rewarded for that. And if someone in the phone section is getting commission, that's not really fair to me because he's being a jerk. So that's why I said that. And they were like, "Who is? This? You know, they're trying to like who like and I, you know, I'm like, nah, it's it's alright, you know. But obviously now they're watching like who's supposed to be helping me and stuff like that. But I mean, um, yeah. So that's all I did about it at that point. Because I really wasn't that mad about it. I was just like, I just don't want this guy to get commissioned because he hasn't helped. <laughs> He's been so rude to me, so what? He shouldn't get that. But that was the extent of like what I did to address it in the store. And then when I went back um, and paid and you know it was the wrong phone or whatever, um, I still didn't really say anything. But I think you could tell that I was obviously angry. And I just got the, took the phone and left. But I'm not going to go back to that store because that really pissed me off. There's no excuse for that. Like, there's no reason for somebody to act like that. And I'm just that kind of person where, I mean, nowadays with the internet, you really don't have to go to a store unless it's something where it's an emergency. Like, you need, like, this was kind of an emergency. My phone broke, so I had to get the phone the same day. So, um. that's you know kind of the only reason you need to go in store and I don't have Amazon Prime right now I might get it again soon so. but yeah so my point is I definitely think that my faith is what kept me from overreacting because I, I was really angry when it was the wrong phone extremely angry and I feel even now I kind of feel like I shouldn't have like addressed it or yeah I should have just been more graceful about it but i think i did well considering like who i am (laughs) and i like um i really inside i really really wanted to say something to the guy after like go up to him but i looked and i couldn't find him but i'm happy i couldn't find him because i think that would have escalated for sure because i I was really angry about that it it was so but it just kind of goes (laughs) to show you that it's better to not say anything when you're angry than to just than to (laughs) just come on, it's better to just not say anything, you know, it's just, there's so many, there's so many bad things that can happen from, oh my god, it's so loud, outside. Nice. there's so many bad things that can happen from, um, from you overreacting in a public place, and that's not the only reason that you shouldn't do it, but I mean nowadays with the internet it's really easy for you know you never know who's recording you. it's easy for someone to record you and then you can never get hired anywhere else just because of that one because of that one video or that one thing you said it might not even be that serious. so it's just not worth it. but I just think from obviously from a spiritual point of view, um it just I, I know I would have felt really guilty afterwards because all of this work that I'm trying to do to move away from the flesh, move away from things that are because you know the the earth is the devil's playground. That the physical things, that's all the devil, that's all the demons. Um shh. So my dog is like amen. <laughs> and and everything that's not physical is God. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't mean like literally everything, you know what I mean? Physical is devil, things that you're attracted to that have to do with physical materialism, devil, demonic, bad stuff, and things that have to do with what you can't see, love, affection, the feeling of family, things like that are more of God or or more of, more of the, the direction you should be going in your life and the things you should be going towards. So I think, um that was kind of what i was focusing on i felt so uncomfortable it just the feeling is kind of like if you if you ever walked a really big dog that's barking at another dog and you can't control it that's kind of how i feel when i'm when i get in those kind of situations where i'm like oh you cannot say anything there's like the part of me which is this part like the part that's talking now <laughs> the reasonable part that's like don't say anything and then there's like the dog part that's just trying to get off the leash, I can almost physically feel it within me, like, this side of me that's just what feels this need to say something, or, like, to, um, I guess, I mean, I didn't really feel like, I guess it is kind of, like, a feeling, a need to defend yourself, um, but I didn't feel threatened by the guy, I just felt really angry, I felt, like, almost like I needed to get back at him because he just messed up my whole day by taking that long with the phone and I was already like running late with everything there was no explanation you could see the phone was right under the case and when I went to the register and I had to get the I had to switch it for the right model the the guy at the register took two seconds to get the phone so it was definitely intentional I still like and it just really made me mad that because, like I said, I don't know the guy. So there's no reason for him to have done that. Um, but something kept telling me, yep, to like, just don't say anything. I know you want to say something. I know you want to, like, do something about this. Don't say anything. So after that, I was really angry leaving the store. Like, whoever saw me walk out of the store probably thinks I'm a psycho. And it, I mean, it wasn't that bad. But, I, like, when I pushed the door out, I was like, I hate this store. <laughs> like, I said it to myself, like, under my breath because I was so angry and but I knew I couldn't say anything about it and I didn't want to talk to the manager because I know I feel like working in customer service when you ask to talk to a manager like the manager's always going to take the employee side. They always like I've worked in so many different places they never take customers seriously when they do that ever. <laughs> I've never seen any any like manager take a customer complaint serious. So it's like I mean, maybe I worked in really bad places, but, or, I don't know, but maybe those customers were complaining about things that weren't that serious, but with this, I just was like, there's no way, they're just going to take this guy's side. Everybody in there was, I mean, besides the people who helped me, the people on the phone side were kind of like, they kind of just didn't seem into what they were doing, so I was like, there's no point if I tell the manager, they're just going to, they're probably gonna laugh about it, and I don't like. I don't feel like getting laughed at. It's ridiculous. So that's the reason why I didn't say anything. I just kind of felt like there nothing was gonna happen. It was just gonna be a joke to them. So, but when I so I walked um back to the train, and it's kind of a long walk. So it's like uh, gave me time to think, cause I was like, I really am angry about this. Like, what am I gonna do? And of course, in New York, Yelp. Is the number one place where people get revenge for customer service. So for for, uh, as I went home, a lot of the time I was thinking ah, I'm gonna do Yelp reviews and stuff. I'm like, no. Nah. The thing is, the place already has like two stars on Yelp or something because of their customer service. So I'm like, nah. So instead, I call the company to tell them what happened. So, but I still don't think anything's gonna happen. And I just. I didn't even say it. I didn't even frame it as, like, the guy is terrible. I just said, I don't understand why he was treating me that way. I didn't do anything. Um, because the thing is, people like that, at first, see, when I was walking, I was like, do I really have to do something? Like, when I'm looking at this through the eyes of, like, God and the Bible, not just through my own eyes, which is what I try to do every day. And I think anyone who considers themselves Christian and a, and a follower of the Bible should do that every day. You have to think of it through those eyes. Not your own eyes. Through God's eyes. Through Jesus' eyes. Through the eyes of the Bible. Through scripture. Through through the filter of scripture. So I'm really thinking, like, and I know there's a part of, um, let me see if I can pull up the verse. So there's part of, I think it's Ecclesiastics. I love that word, Ecclesiastes. It sounds so cool. um It's something about using your mouth or your speech to. Oh, yeah, it's Ephesians. Ephesians 4 29. Um, well, this is about not. Well, do not use. This is the New Living Translation. Ephesians 429 do not use foul or abusive language let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them an English standard version let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear so that's kind of what I was that was I mean that was the thing I was going for when I was calling because I do feel like it's not fair. I've known a lot of people in my life who tried to work at this particular place and couldn't work there. And they're hardworking people that would not behave the way this guy was behaving. And I think that's really more, that might sound like, oh, you're just trying to find an angle. But I, by the time I got home, I, I was more hurt than angry. Like I just felt really hurt because I don't understand what I did to deserve to get treated like that. And I think I've, kind of talked about this in other uh episodes but uh when I depending on what how my hair is, how I'm dressed, I get treated completely differently in stores. Like if I'm not dressed right, like if I'm not dressed really well and my hair isn't done like to the T, I get followed around stores. No one will help me. People are really rude to me. And then when I dress up, I get treated completely differently. And it's annoying, and it's not, I mean, like, when I'm dressed down, I don't, I'm, just to give you an idea, it's not like I have on dirty clothes. I was just, like I said, I had on a plain t-shirt, plain jeans, just nothing flashy. I don't know if it's that, and I had sneakers on. I don't know if it's that I looked, if maybe I look young, or I look poor. I mean, I always automatically think I looked, that it's because I look poor, because growing up, like, I didn't have a lot of money for clothes, so I would always get made fun of for my clothes like, all the way through high school and high school when I started working I got some cool stuff but even then I just always used to get made fun of for my clothes and so I always assume that that's the reason why like it's because of me it's something about the way I look because it just it kind of happens a lot where I don't I don't get help in stores and stuff um so that's why and like I said it's unless I'm dressed a certain way Uh, or my hair is a certain way, and then I get help. So it just starts to feel, like, very personal. Um, But when I called, I just really didn't want it to be – I was really was thinking more about it's not fair that this person works there, behaving that way, and there's a lot of people out there who don't have jobs who are probably waiting to work there who can't because there's somebody like him that works there. And – I didn't say anything bad about the guy at all during the whole time. I was mainly just talking about how long I had to wait for the phone and um, that I don't understand what I did because he was being so rude. Like I did something to him. It was really strange. And I've never seen anyone act like that before. So I don't, um, I'm not going to go back to the store, like I said. And I still, after I called, I still kind of felt like, well, should I have even called? But it's it's like I'm still in this world, you know, I'm still of this physical world and I have to stand up for myself as a person. I didn't curse him out, I didn't say I didn't curse, I didn't say he's a f you know, he's a an asshole and he's like, What the F is wrong with this guy? I can't stand him. I didn't say anything like that. I said I don't understand why he treated me that way. Because um I didn't do anything to him. That's basically what I said, and that's a weird like customer complaint, but I kind of feel like that's the, the best way to put a customer complaint because it really shows that as somebody who works in customer service, you can really make somebody feel like crap. And I've had a lot, of, I mean, I guess like lately, like the past few years, I've had to deal with a lot of different customer service thing places because I've had to go on a lot of errands and do a lot of things. So, Um, like a very wide range of different things call a lot of people get a lot of different information so uh, I think because of that it's made me kind of notice right away when somebody's not good at it and somebody's rude it's very easy to notice and I think probably a few years ago I wouldn't notice and I just wouldn't care at all but I think now because I'm always I'm always in stores like I'm I'm all, I always have to go buy something really quick and come home and like, or or work and buy something real quick. I, I'm like constantly doing that or researching, call customer service, ask a question, check on an order. It's always something, something about school. I have to call, like, it's always constant. So when someone is rude, it's really obvious. <laughs> Just like when somebody's really helpful, it's really obvious because you're, you're comparing it against so many other people. So, Um, I guess I'm a lot more sensitive to it than the average person. But I still think, I think customers have a right to stand up for themselves. I spent a good amount of money. I spent about $200, um, which I think they get 30% of that. So that's a good amount to make in, in, what, five minutes of me just coming in already knowing what I want. So I don't really think it's fair that I had to wait that long for a product that was right there. I don't think it's fair that he ignored me. Like, I wasn't a human being. I don't even know him. It's like, it was just so odd to have somebody be that personally rude to you, like that angry. It almost seemed like he was like angry at me. And I don't understand what I could have done to cause that. And I don't think it's right that he does that to people because I'm sure he picks and chooses. Like, this is New York. I know how people are. He picks and chooses who he's going to be nice to. You could tell. Because he was being nice to the other people he was helping. But with me, he just completely acted like I wasn't even standing there. So uh, I'm not going to go back. Because obviously, he didn't seem new. So I'm sure he's been doing that the whole time he works and Everyone probably loves him. It. It's hilarious. I've worked places where they're like that. They, they probably love it. They probably think it's great. So uh, if you go above the people in the store, they have to be held accountable, at least to some somewhat and this store already has terrible ratings so I hope that they take it more seriously and realize that their behavior is not okay it's not and the and the thing is I don't really worry about it outside of you know what I did and what I have control over but they're gonna do this to the wrong person and that person is gonna really escalate it Because, I yeah, I got mad, yeah, I made a phone call, but that's, I mean, it's just one phone call, and I'm not going to go any further than that. One phone call, and I wrote something, like, I emailed the Best Buy thing, because the woman said that I could do that, too. I just wanted to make sure they noticed it, and then I wrote on the Best Buy review thing, so that's not Yelp, and on there, the review is really high, so... And those two are anonymous. I didn't say the guy's name. I just said I had to wait for the phone. And it was the wrong phone. Um, so I didn't go that hard. It may sound like it, but like I said, I think you can't just think of it through the, the customer service person's point of view because of it. A lot of them really don't care, and they just don't really, they don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to do anything. It's not all of them, but a lot of people who work in customer service are like that. Like, you can hear it a lot. Usually when you call on the phone up to a call center, they're super rude because they just don't want to be bothered. And my thing is, don't have a job. Like, work somewhere else then. Someone else would be happy to have this job. Like, I'm sure a lot of college students who are fresh out of college don't have any experience would kill for that job and the amount they probably make a good amount of money as well the phone people work on phones people who work in customer service and it's just that's i think that's really what bothers me about it the most because i remember times when i could not get a job like when the recession happened around that time i was applying everywhere i couldn't get a job anywhere and i would go in the store and everybody would be super rude just standing there and i just couldn't understand and just because I didn't have experience, no one would give me a chance. And so they had all these people, just the rudest people you could think of in all these different stores throughout the city. Um, and it used to really make me mad. And it still makes me mad. And I, if somebody's listening, they like, well, I did customer service and customers asked for too much. I mean, I didn't ask for too much. I just wanted the phone. It was one phone. And there was no, there was barely anybody else there. And it took an hour to get me the phone. It was right under the cabinet. It was right there. There was no reason for him to take that long. So I don't really think there's any defense for that. And I think a lot of times, anytime the majority of customer service people hear any customer complain, they roll their eyes and they're like, oh, well, what do you want us to do? Like, you're getting paid to do this only. <laughs> That's what I don't get about it. I never, I never treated a job like that before, where somebody would ask, like a customer asked me to do something and I'm like, oh God, Uh, you're you're paid to be a worker for that company so if you didn't want to do that you shouldn't have taken the job period there's not really an excuse for it like i don't really feel bad for you or you know i don't feel bad for somebody who says that or rolls their eyes and like that doesn't make me feel guilty or anything because you took the job nobody forced you it's not slavery you didn't get you know forced into this it's not a punishment so why are you acting like that? There's no reason for you to really act like that. Um, yeah, I just don't. It just. I think people need to hold themselves more accountable. And I just hope that since, like in New York, they raised the minimum wage. And I just hope that with that raise and as more people become educated, because I feel like nowadays um, it's kind of. More common that people graduate college or either with an associate's degree or maybe they go to college for a certificate, like a class course, you know, like a course where you get a certificate. They do those in colleges, um, or a bachelor's degree at least. I kind of feel like a bachelor's degree is kind of the new minimum for education, and hopefully within the next, you know, five to ten years, it, it won't. For, for the majority of customer service jobs, the minimum requirement will be a bachelor's degree or an associate's degree instead of it just being high school because I think you would get, and of course you would have to pay them more, but then you would get a whole different kind of person because before I, I finished college, I I mean, for, like me personally, I, there are a lot of people who don't graduate college who are really hardworking people and really helpful and everything in customer service and appreciate their jobs. But I know that when you have a whole bunch of applicants that are all college graduates instead of a whole bunch that are high school graduates, there's a higher chance that you're going to pull somebody that's more motivated just because college takes a lot of motivation, whereas high school doesn't take as much. It's a lot easier to get through high school than college, Um, no matter what the subject is. It's just harder. It's, It's a lot more work. There are a lot more distractions being 18 and older than there are when you're in high school. Um, Even if you have, like, a hard life in high school, high school is still a lot easier. The actual work that you're doing in the school, schoolwork, is easier. So I think you do attract people who are up for more of a challenge and kind of probably won't complain about it as much when you get someone. Or you pull out of a group that is bachelors, has a bachelor's or an associate's or certificate. Um, so, and I think it does do, honestly do something in your mind when you continue to learn formally, like as an adult. Um, I think it just shows that you take, you kind of take your career more seriously. Because the idea is when you get some kind of certificate or any degree, associate's, bachelor's, whatever, it shows that you, you want to have be better at something so that you can be good at it as a career. So I think that's why... Um, I think if it did change, you wouldn't have as many instances of people acting this way. And I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if, if he is in, he looked like he was like college age, so he could be in college. I'm not saying that that's a fact that, of course, because I didn't go to college for like a long time, like it took me a while to graduate, so And during that time, I was a super hard worker and super, you know, into it. But I know that if they made that the minimum requirement, like when you go to an office and everybody has a bachelor's or a master's degree, you don't usually see people who just sit there. I know there are. Don't get me wrong. I know that there are people who do that. But I think there's a lot a much higher standard and people are watching a little more closely when you're. Hi, going for a higher level job with a higher salary that has higher requirements. So I think if you took customer service jobs and you made them something more elevated where you get a, a real like, legitimate salary and you have to have certain qualifications, you wouldn't have people acting like this. Because, I mean, I've gone into places where you can tell, like, it's like a ritzy place, like a gym or something. You can tell they don't really want regular people like me in there but they're still being polite about it. They're still super polite and super nice, even though maybe they know, they look at you and think you don't, you can't afford it or whatever the preconceived notion they have. They're still polite. So I think I can't really understand how you can work in just a, a regular electronic store and have that kind of attitude towards people like they're nothing. It just, it kind of really blew my mind, honestly. So but I think what I really wanted to talk about was the the kind of internal conflict I had with confronting this and thinking, is this really the way, like, this kind of, like, God's way? Like, is this how I should really handle it? But I don't think there's anything wrong with holding people accountable for their actions. It's, there's a big difference between holding people accountable and name-calling and I think when I did call I was angry so I was kind of like talking loudly but I, I never insulted the guy like that's my main thing that I was avoiding doing oh and this is interesting too because I was you know feeling really bad about myself after because I just thought I just felt so bad because I felt like what did I do to make him so angry I mean like why did I do that like what, why did I cause him to react like that that's how I felt and then um, I, there was a guy walked um not walking but there was a guy like there are a lot of homeless people in new york and he was asking for money and stuff and sometimes you know in new york everybody's honestly everybody's pretty much a scam artist in new york a lot of people and honestly a lot of the homeless people are um there's a lot of videos of like people pretending to be homeless and they're like rich and stuff um but certain times i feel compelled like i feel I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a. I, I feel like it's God, it's like or Jesus, to being like, no, give him something, give him, like. I can kind of like tell. There's certain times where I don't feel like that, and then there's some times where it's like something comes over me and I have to, and it, it doesn't have to do with the way the person looks. It's like a weird thing. I don't know if it's like. I, I'm not sure how to explain it. It's almost like a radar. It's like certain people I can feel that it's like, will make a difference. But certain people, I don't feel like that. And I can tell that it's... I mean, it's not even me. It's like something is telling me that to not approach them. It's like, yeah, I guess you get what I'm saying. It's just it's just a feeling. So with this particular guy, I felt like I should. But then, I mean, so I gave him, like, some change. And then he saw the cross. And he was like, pray for me. And I said, I will pray for you. Um, but looking back, I think I probably based on, you know, everything I'm learning, I probably should have prayed with him there instead of just walking, but I was, I was in a hurry too, but I probably should have prayed a little for him there, like, next time if that happens, I will do it, but, um, when I walked by, it, I heard these people, I don't know if they were talking to me or, like, just, um, saying it to themselves loudly, but they were like, oh, he has a home to go to, you know, like, laughing at me, basically, forgiving him any money so and that kind of thing happens to me kind of has happened to me a lot of times in my life and especially since um I've been having this new look about life and trying to live what I like to call it living the holy life (laughs) um people just like laugh at me for helping people and I just feel like you know it's corny but it does say a lot more about them than about me. Because um even if that guy is scamming me, that's between him and God. That's not between me and him. Because I'm, I see him as a person in need. And I'm a person of God. So that means I help. But if he's lying about it, that's between him and God. That's not between me and him. So that's why when people laugh at me for helping people i just don't care like and then another thing happened it was just such a weird day maybe it was because that that blood sun moon or whatever whatever the fuck it was that eclipse thing that happened but people were just being really really weird and like there was a guy on the train because you know new york the trains on the weekend are always messed up and people are always confused about it it was like an old guy he's like says really loudly what's the next stop on this train? And no one said anything. People were just staring right in his face, not saying anything. Like, that was so insane to me. And I was like, I said it. I said what the next stop was. Um, and people looked at me like I was crazy for answering him. And I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, for real, like, what is really wrong? Like, he's really, like, just an old guy asking me what the next stop is. And no one is going to answer in the whole train. Y'all know what it is because you're still on the train. (laughs) If you thought it was some different stop or whatever, you would not be here. You would get off. Like, you're not, like, why are you just not saying anything? I hate when people do that. That happens all the time. People say, is this train going to and there's one time, actually recently, where I, like I didn't realize that this lady was talking to me, and um, cause I have my headphones on, and I actually I also have like bad hearing, so um, I didn't realize she was asking me something until like a little after, you know, like sometimes you don't realize. And she was asking me which way the train went, but I didn't realize she was talking to me, so I felt bad, but you know, what can you do? It's like I didn't hear her at all, so I don't know. I felt like, "Sorry lady, I didn't hear you." But it, it was like I really didn't notice until I was about to get off the train. It was it was bad. <laughs> so, um like shit like that happens, but there were a bunch of people looking at him in his face, you know what I mean? I wasn't looking at this lady in her face. She was like talking and she was behind me, and I didn't realize until after that she had asked me something. But with with um with this guy, he was looking directly at people that were looking at him, (laughs) and no one was answering, so I tried, like, I, like, tried to make eye contact with him, and then I said what it was, and then I said, I wasn't, I'm not sure if he was still saying it, so this is weird, a little on my part, but I was like, I'm not sure I didn't hear it, so I said that, like, because I want to make sure I'm not telling the wrong thing, I just don't understand why everybody is so stuck up, like, you can't speak like that, And, and I hate that, I really hate that when people are talking and people just sit there and do not say anything. Like some with something like that, like directions on a train is like there's no reason to do that. Just say it. like you don't have to be like that. He's not gonna stab you for, for answering. If anything, he's probably gonna stab you for not answering. Like I can't. I hate when people just sit there like that. That's why I say if something's gonna like if you're watching this and you're from New York City, just know. This is from somebody who grew up in New York. If some shit is going to happen to you, no one's going to help you. If somebody helps you, it's going to be the person that you least expect. It's going to be somebody that you were looking at like like that you were scared they were going to rob you. That's the person that will most likely help you on the train. None of those other people are going to help you. And sometimes the older people will help you. Like, Like the older guy probably would have said something if somebody was doing something to someone on the train. Like, I'm telling you, that's really how it is in New York. It's either the old people, like the old women especially, or the the most, like, hood-looking, like, -like look-like-they-just-came-home people that will help you if something happens to you on the train or outside. The other people that's in the suits and all this other shit, they're not going to help you. I'm telling you for a fact, like, from experience, they're not going to do nothing. They're not going to say anything. They're not going to do anything. They're going to act like you're not even there. That's a fact. Like, it's, like, somebody like me, uh, if you, I'm, like, obviously no one knows what I look like <laughs> But if you see me, uh, like, sometimes I look like some, like, sometimes I kind of look like a kid, like, young. Um, Sometimes I look kind of hood because I, like, like, Wear really long, like ghetto nails or whatever. I guess it's not, I guess you can't say ghetto anymore. I don't know, but you know, long acrylic nails are like, I used to wear like really long wigs and weeds and stuff. I'm the type of person that I want, I'll say, like, I can't help it. I have to say something. Like, something crazy is going on. I have to say something. I have to try to help. But I'm definitely not somebody people would think that about because I will, if you look at me too long, like, I will, like, give you a dirty look. <laughs> I'm still working on that, but like I don't like when people look at me, cause most of the time they're not thinking something good. But at the end of the day, if that same person is like has some kind of issue, I feel like I will defend them. Feel like a compulsion to defend them. But yeah, I guess yesterday was just a weird day where all this stuff was happening that really made me think of the Bible. And the funny thing is, when I came home and I um did my little Bible study thing bible.com um the person who was being mean to me his name is in the bible and the chapter that i'm on in the in the um because i'm reading through the whole bible so the chapter of genesis that i'm on just so happened to have that name over and over and over and over again <laughs> and it's just so funny to me like how that happened and then in my other little bible study plans his, the same thing, the name was in, like, three of them, three different, and then a couple of the other, I, I'm doing, like, a whole bunch of Bible study things at once right now, like, I think I'm, I have, like, ten, um, so the, the, um, the whole, the other plans had things that were about like what happened to me, like being angry and getting your feelings hurt and stuff like that. Um, and then I got, I have all this <laughs> different Bible, like, like, uh, like emails and different things, like free books I get in the mail and all this kind of stuff. And it was like weird because all of it seemed to be about the things that happened to me in that day all of it, it was so strange, but I guess that's God, though, <laughs> for real, like, uh, I just kind of, I really do honestly just feel bad for people who just straight up just don't believe at all in God, because um, to me, when I, especially when I'm walking by myself, but I don't have my headphones on, I just feel feel like I never really feel like I'm by myself like I always feel like there's some I can like feel in the air it's almost like when I walk I feel like I'm like moving through God like that's my that's kind of how I I experience it I don't know how other people do I know people say like they see a mist and um different things like that but it's definitely for me it definitely feels like someone's walking behind me, and it also just feels like I'm walking through, like, walking through God, especially when there's a lot of people around. I just kind of can feel, it's just a weird, I don't really know how to explain it. I just don't, it's, it's like, for example, if you're walking with a friend and you drop your friend off at home, even if you were walking a little and there was, like, a few pauses, it feels different when you're walking with someone than when you're walking by yourself. It's like, there's a different air about it. It's just, like, a different your body feels different, your your mind. It just feels a lot different. But for me, when I'm by myself, I really just don't ever feel by myself. I just always feel like there's some there's a presence with me. It's not like a person or like when you walk a dog, you, you kind of feel it. Like, it's not like that. It's like way beyond that. Like this weird kind of feeling of safety. And I felt like that for a long time. Just kind of always feel like there's somebody with me, like protecting me and stuff. Um, and I just feel really bad when for people who just don't feel that they just don't experience that, or they don't they don't um, ever get to a point in their, in their life or or have an event that kind of helps them to see that there's more than what meets the eye. And honestly, even though New Age, I definitely think New Age is deceitful, a hundred percent. It's deceitful, but I do think that if you are truly into new age and you're deep into it, like that's how I was with it, like very deep into it, want to know a lot, you're going to end up at the Bible. <laughs> it's like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm giving directions <laughs> somewhere. It's like you take a right turn to Buddhism, and then you take a left at tarot cards, and then you end up at the Bible. But that's really how it was for me. Like the more... People get interested in New Age stuff because they feel that lack of spirituality. So I think that's great that they at least feel that lack and then they're searching for it. Like they're searching for God. And maybe you take a few long turns through the new age and you find the devil. And you might not even realize that it's him. But if you can get out of it, you will make it to the Bible. 100%. Because I always say this and I think it's really important for people to know. All of the New Age stuff is is just stealing things from the Bible and wrapping it up in a pretty package. That's all it is. And the Bible is like the guy who you see every day. Like let's say there's a guy in it like well first let's just assume that you're not rich. <laughs> like you you're like an average Joe kind of person, regular you know, regular income kind of thing. A little bit of savings, like like more of a work kind of paycheck to paycheck kind of person, let's say. And so your building where you live is that kind of building where everybody's kind of assumed to be in that income bracket. You know what I mean? Like nobody's like a lawyer or maybe they are a struggle because some lawyers don't make a lot of money. But anyway, you get what I'm saying? It's like a paycheck to paycheck, just kind of neighborhood and building, working class. So let's say there's a neighbor you always see. He's always kind of dirty looking, scruffy. You assume he's a mechanic, something like that. Um, but he's always really nice to you. And let's assume, like... Well, you I guess you could be a man or a woman. But uh, it doesn't have to be romantic. I was going to say, it's like... You don't know that he's, like, a prince or something. But, no. let's just assume... You know, it's just a nice guy. And he's kind of beat up. He's kind of dirty. Like, sometimes he acts a little bit weird. Don't really get him. But he's always nice to you. Like, that guy let's just say, is a millionaire, and you would never know, and I kind of feel like that's what the Bible is like, when you're, when you're looking for spiritual things, like, you might think that because you felt something in a yoga class, that that's the way, you know, the way to God, or the way to source, if that's what you're saying. Or the law of attraction you might have had at work and say, oh, this must be true because it works. Because I will tell you, the law of attraction 100% is real and it works. But the issue with it is it's not through God. It's not giving God the glory. It's giving the glory to yourself. It's like I worked to to be a powerful manifester. God is the only manifesto. So when you do that, you're conjuring. It's, it's magic. Magic with a K. Magic I see That's magic. Just like sex magic, law of attraction is magic. You're conjuring. And you don't have to do that. It should always be returned to God. If you really want to be in contact with source energy and the oneness, if you're really into that, you have to go through the Bible through God. That's the one truth. I'm telling you, read that book. It's not all rainbows and butterflies and just be nice and don't have sex. That's what people make it seem like. That book is like crazy. <laughs> it's like Gladiator. It's like some 300 shit, like for real. It's some crazy stuff that goes down in that book. This book is real life. There's a reason that people have read it for so long. There's a reason. And you could say, yeah, but people read The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. People read, um, God, these conjured materials like the Seth. Seth papers or whatever it's called and, and the science, the law of attraction, all this stuff and yes, but they got that information from the Bible and they bastardized it and they use it to their own advantage. It's very it's funny because it's a lot like all these movies where it's like good magic and bad magic kind of thing. Good witch, glinda the good witch and like the bad witch, because it's all magic. And by that I just mean it's all spiritual. It all has to do with a spiritual realm the brothers. is so a lot of attraction straight up conjuring that's magic that's dark that's the dark arts but prayer miracles god like divine intervention meeting in the right place meeting praying for something and then having it unfold in a way that you could not explain like you could not possibly predict Though so that that to me I, I consider that that to be divine intervention. Um, those kind of things uh, are or like divine timing stuff like that. That that's from God. That's good magic. If you want, to, it's not magic. But if just to help people understand, like that's like the good magic, the good spiritual force, and the conjuring and all those other things are bad. They're dark. They may not seem bad but they are, because the thing about the law, I'm telling you, I really want to warn people about the law of attraction, because it's really hard to see through what, to what it really is, because it's all about feeling good, and at one point, in the five steps that Esther Hicks has, she tells you to not care about getting the money, and that's when you'll get it, and that's the step where I realized that it was bullshit, because if you go straight through God's step one, <laughs> straight through reading the Bible, straight through giving your life to God, that's automatically her step four or five. Her, I think step five, that's her step five is God's step one. That's when I realized that there was something wrong with everything that she was teaching people. And of course, if you want to listen to my episode on law of attraction, I talk about when she talks about Jesus, it's crazy. It's just insane. You could tell she has a problem with, with Jesus and the Bible, and it's really weird. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a lot. So, law of attraction is all about source. And it's all about, um, like, being connected to source. The more you're connected to source, the happier you are, the more positive you are, the more stuff you can get. It's always about the more things you can accumulate in the physical life. Every single time, every single example. I'm telling you, I listen to so many of her recordings. I watch so many of her little seminars, like the full ones that people upload. And I'm telling you, they are always asking for physical material things. They always want money. The people who come there, they're always trying to conjure up some money, a relationship, a certain weight, a certain way of looking, um, a health like a physical health miracle. Um, you know, there was one guy that worked for like a organization, um, that was helping people, so he used the law of attraction to help it, but I think. With that, it's a little different because there's other people involved. So I do think that there is, let me just say this. If you're not religious, there's a lot of power in positive thinking, period. That's documented. Don't get me wrong. My issue is that the law of attraction bastardizes and kind of takes advantage of kind of the law of positive thinking. Because positive thinking, laughter, things like that have been shown to make people... More confident, lose more weight, raise endorphin levels, improve their quality of life. 100%. That's without them being religious at all, without them knowing God. But you have to understand when you start saying that, acting like that, and then doing affirmations and meditating on physical things, and then you'll get them. That's the conjuring aspect that you're telling people to think about this money and. and so they're using their good, that good state of mind, that positivity that they're building up that's good for their soul and their body, and they're using that and directing their energy towards a physical thing, which as I said earlier, the physical world is the devil, the demons. They're taking all that energy and giving it to the demons of the physical world, the wealth, the, the relationships, all these physical things that don't really matter instead of giving that energy back to God and serving God on earth that's what you're supposed to do with that positive energy which is I honestly feel like the guy obviously I mean, most people who are attracted to the law of attraction are completely innocent they don't understand it they don't understand what's actually going on um, but if with the guy that's helping people using it I think when you are conjuring, which is a lot of attraction, conjuring for other people selflessly, it's automatically prayer. That's prayer. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to say God, you don't know, you know, anything about the Bible, let's just say if you're using your positive energy toward the good of the world, of course there's more steps when it comes to, you know, truly being of God and, and a Christian. But that's a great first step. And that's very far removed from what the law of attraction is intended for, intended to do. So if you're meditating on seeing good things happen for others, that's prayer to me. Because that's not a physical thing. You're That's selfless. Um, but that guy was one of the only guys like that. Out of thousands, thousands who have law. It has to be. Altogether, well, I mean, the ones who I've watched is probably hundreds, but it has to be in up into the 200s, the, the amount of clips I've watched that people asking the questions. And that guy was the only one I ever saw ask it about something positive. And again, you never know who these people are. They could be actors, they could be, you know, um, what's the word? Not plugs. Like, uh, you know, like set up to be there. You get know what I'm saying? Marks? What is it? Mark? No, Mark. Damn it! Let me look at it. Up. Let's see, um, I can't find a word not a mark, like a faith person. Well, you know what I'm saying? Someone who's not really a uh, actual audience member. <laughs> Made up. So, yeah, that's all that I have to say. I just want to say I hope that you're able to look through your world through the eyes of, of Scripture and the Bible and read the Bible for yourself if you go to church. Just study it on your own still. You know, I'm sure your church is great. If you find a good church, you're lucky. You're very lucky. But I would just say, make sure you read your Bible and look at your life through the eyes of Scripture. And that's really going to help you to get closer to God. Um, yeah, so God bless you. And I hope that this helped you somehow. All my people listening in the future, what up? What up, though? It's 2018. And, yeah, you know, God bless you. Bye.